experience the musical classics of the East. Mingle with the masters of Chinese music. Music talks. Witness the sound of antiquity and modernity. Music talks in different ways. Hi, I'm Tony Reed saying hello from Beijing. Tan Chun is a celebrated American Chinese pianist and composer. Learning to play the piano at four, he composed his first piece at the age of eleven. In 1990, 14-year-old Tan went to the U.S. and studied at San Francisco Conservatory of Music. Later, Tan studied piano and composition at the renowned Juilliard School of Music. Last week, I had the pleasure of meeting Tan Chun at his home in Beijing. Today, let's hear his story and enjoy some of his compositions from the Book of Songs, the oldest existing collection of ancient Chinese poetry. Well, Mr. Tan, it's a pleasure. Thank you for joining well, us today. Thank you for coming. All right. So there's the Book of Songs that has inspired you a lot. What is it about these、uh, this work that you would say stood out to you to compose music for? Well,、uh, the Book of Songs.、Uh, traditionally, we、uh, we say that this is compiled by Confucius. These are poems that were circulating around his time, and he selected about 300 of them for all kinds of purposes for educational. Political, moral purposes, into a collection of yeah these poems. It's very, very elaborate. This whole musical tradition in Confucius' time,、uh, they'll have a huge、uh, cycle of、uh, music. Like Guanju and other poems will just be at the end of this whole huge cycle. But all this music is, is completely lost. We don't know anything about it actually, <laughs> except the instruments.、Uh, but how? How it goes, the tunes, or any kind of development—we just don't know anything of. So, I sort of want to、um, somehow not, <laughs> not to、uh, obviously not to、uh, go back to that music since we don't know, but to recreate some sense of what this could be、yeah. in the modern idiom. Interesting.
selected um, eight poems what was it about these that you felt that one that you wanted to you know make music on as opposed to others the central theme of this cycle is uh, love and desire as we know the uh, book of songs has many many love songs many Chinese people even if they've never read a book of songs they know these lines yeah okay so it's just ingrained in people yeah. what I want to explore mostly is well, the first three songs are quite simple love songs. They're just uh, men and women, and they just love each other and or think thinking of each other. Um, but then in the middle piece, in the fourth piece, it's sort of like a melodrama, and that's when desire and love really become out of bound. It's this crazy, crazy story about uh, many, many different uh, political figures, uh, like dukes and uh, ministers, all fall in love with this one woman, this femme fatale. Everything falls apart because this desire goes utterly uh, without any boundaries. And um, then after that, it's uh, sort of a lot of uh, kingdoms and dukedoms and whatever, they, they fell because of this. and. Uh, even the beginning of so-called warring states have something to do with this whole episode. Wow. And the reason why then Guan Yu comes back at the end is that 
This is precisely when Confucius lived. So his purpose in、uh, editing this whole cycle is to restore some kind of、uh, genuine love and、uh, to restore some kind of、uh, form and、uh, order in place of this total craziness. So he wants to take. Well, in Chinese, it's called Li Beng Yue Huai. Li, you can say, it's ceremony, like a ceremony in music. This is what actually、um, uh, binds people together and.、Uh, Is what、uh, makes order、uh, of the society possible, and all this is falling apart. So Confucius is trying to reinstitute this、uh, Li Yue system. Is that why you selected this song? You know,、uh, the Guanju. Yeah, I mean, this is a very important song.、Yeah. So this song it begins with men and women in love,、uh, and in, and then it goes through a unrequited love period, and then. It ends with you、uh, can say they're married. So, I think in the contemporary Chinese mind, a lot of times Guanju they see it just as a love song, but it's not just a simple love song because this is、um, this definitely has to do with marriage, and、uh, this is not just love, but、uh, a love combined with a social institution. It's what、uh, makes、uh, the whole political. System stable as well, so this this is why Confucius put it in the first place. I see. You said that it begins with love and then it ends with marriage. Yeah.、So、there's nothing else after marriage. Wow. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a, a topic another day.、Huh? <laughs> so most of your listeners are Chinese, or do you also appeal to Western audiences? Yeah, yeah. Well, this. Actually,、uh, Guanju was written last year, and、uh, this choir they took it to Germany and、uh, entered the competition. They did really well and got a gold medal and stuff. And so, so I think in the future, this we're planning to also have a tour in Europe or America with this. It's awesome.
that you use is um, well. There's a lot of uh, Western elements as we've yeah. already described, and this is such a you know a Chinese you know work in terms of like you know the songs. And so, how are you planning to infuse the West with the East in this? Um, uh, yeah, sure. This is also a, a very problematic thing. It's about a hundred years now since uh, some Chinese composers they they try to incorporate modern Western music with uh, Chinese elements. It's very hard to do since for the last three hundred years or so the Western music is dominated by this harmonic system, this uh, tonal system, so-called functional harmony,、um, which is based on thirds, triads. This goes for classical or what, or jazz or say, even rock, or blues, or any anything. All pop, the whole pop、uh, music too, is all based on this、uh, functional harmony idea. And the Chinese music obviously does not have this.、Um, so its melodic composition or or any kind of、uh, combined sound just doesn't mix with this harmonic system. Okay, so you mentioned you like Chinese music as is, you know, and you know, Western music, you know, as is. So, how do you hope to get the Book of Songs out?、Uh, which,、uh, in what way are you planning to do it? Well, in this cycle,、uh, I'm writing. It's the、uh, sound element, the purely、uh, sound element, is pretty Chinese、uh, in terms of intervals. So I stay away with、um, thirds and triads. So it's mostly fourth and、uh, perfect fourths and、uh, seconds, major seconds. So these intervals will will mix very well with the Chinese tunes and Chinese、uh, elements in the piece. So it sounds very Chinese, and I would use not particular existing melodies, but、uh, I would evoke that kind of old、uh, ancient tunes and stuff.
since you were four, is that correct? Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow, long time. And uh, you composed your first piece when you were 11 years old. Uh, yes, I was just practicing in the practice room in the elementary school uh, affiliated to the Shanghai Conservatory of Music. Okay. You know, in China, at age of nine, you're sort of decided, your parents have decided that uh, you're going to go on this as a profession. So the practicing life is uh, pretty tough. Yeah. So in the practice room, I just well, why don't I just uh, write write something of my own? So it's just purely for fun. So I so I think you answered part of my next question. But what would you say inspired you to compose that first piece? Boredom, I guess. Boredom, uh, just uh, <laughs> to get something exciting going. <laughs> what was that first piece that you composed? And oh, it's sort of like a. Sonatina in sort of like Mozart style kind of. Do you think he'd be able to play a little bit for us? Uh, sure. It's. Uh section. <laughs> wow, that's pretty amazing at, at 11 years old to be able to play that, I mean, I feel. Man, so that's just the opening. How long is the actual song? Maybe four or five. So now, you mentioned you went to the U.S. in the 1990s, huh? Yeah, in 1990. Well, my dad is a tenor. He feels that, uh, after all, classical music is a Western art form, so if you really want to get down to the bottom of it, you have to... Uh, study it in America or Europe, so I guess uh, he decided that we're going to uh, <laughs> move. So your dad said that this is what we're going to do. Yeah. Did you, I mean, did you have any preference at that time or were you just like, okay, yeah, whatever you say, dad? <laughs> well, I was, I mean, I was like, no, I'm not going. Mm. I have to stay in China. So you wanted to stay in China? Yeah, I mean, my friends are in China and I didn't want to go, but once I'm there, it's, uh, there's no problem. Mm. So after you went to the United States, I mean, what did you feel that you, you gained overall from this experience? Well, certainly, um, this is not just an art, this piano playing or composing in the sort of the classical tradition, but it definitely involves so much more. The entire Western culture, the whole history, and uh, especially uh, Christianity. I mean, if you don't truly understand this religious aspect, then you can't really... Half of it, I, I would say, is uh, lost to you. That, that's probably the most important thing. You, you really get a whole perspective of what this is about. 
So you think the aspect of you know getting a background on Christianity helped you appreciate Moments, the music more? Of course. Well, I mean Bach it's, uh, mm. <laughs> wrote everything for God. So see. Okay, so before you came to the U.S., you maybe didn't identify with being a Christian. Is that right? Mm. So you go, you went to the U.S. and then you had this, you know, experience. Did you find that as a challenge? Uh, no, actually, I love reading or any kind of art form, any kind of uh, philosophical, anything like that. I, I just sort of naturally drawn to it. So. was uh, I believe uh, 2013 right mm -hmm. you came back to China you've spent a substantial amount of time in the US and then you come back to China did you feel well a lot of my friends when they um, actually when they lived in China for a while they'll go back to America mm -hmm. and they'll feel like they've had a reverse culture shock <laughs> so uh, what about you and what was that like I would say felt more out of place in Beijing than I initially went to San Francisco <laughs> from really? Shanghai yes okay but see, this is interesting because it, for me, perhaps the cultural shock between China and America is probably less than the cultural shock between Shanghai and Beijing. Go into that a little bit. What, what? Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny. Like when I go back to Shanghai, I feel immediately at home. Well, partly because I was born there, of course. So, right. Yeah. Uh, but Shanghai and Beijing, it's different. <laughs> What you eat from starting from food, it's just, it's just the two doesn't mix at all. Yeah. But uh, Shanghai, I guess, is in very Western. So, mm. in terms of musicians, uh, must have worked with a lot of musicians in the U.S. Um, when you came back to China and you, you know, working with Chinese musicians, I mean, how was that? I mean, did you feel that there was a, you know, any uh, slight difference or? In America, of course, uh, what I enjoy most in playing is the chamber music um, with uh, other string players and singers and uh, to make music in small groups. And this is chamber music is probably what uh, every true musician loves to do that. Um, but it's relatively very uh, little of it in uh, China. Here is more oriented towards this big soloists. Uh, kind of culture. Uh, well, I still try to find uh, those uh, players I uh, we can just uh, doing what makes you uh, love it in the first place mm. and not think too much about what uh, yeah, career or other stuff. Okay, so just going back to basics. Yeah. You mentioned that, um, you know, the uh, the piano and, you know, the style that you've been, you know, influenced with it's primarily Western. Hmm. Um, so you come back to China and um, you probably have a lot of exposure to now the Chinese element, and the instruments and you know the style. What would you say, I mean, from your standpoint, which instrument reflects Chinese culture the most? If you were to choose one, 
I have mine. I have the yeah. one in my mind that when I hear it, I feel like, yeah, that's that's China. I mean, really? it, to me, when I hear it. But I want to ask, what, what you know, for you, what do you what do you feel? Well, personally, I probably identify with Gucci. Gucci, yeah. And you? For me, yeah. the pipa. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I hear the pipa, I feel like it's really. Um, it has a really distinct sound there's this um uh -huh. this uh the strumming or the plucking is really really fast and then it slows down and it's just really i think distinct to china do you feel that there is a bit of a, a resilience or resistance to composing say Chinese music with Western um, instruments or a Western style do you feel that there is people who may not necessarily agree with that approach oh um, well well I mean, everywhere you'll have somebody who is opposed to something I guess right <laughs> in general no I don't I don't think so yeah. in terms of accepting Western music it's pretty routine all pop music now in China is Western. <laughs> it does have, yeah, a lot I mean, of Western. It's just a, with a Chinese twist, but I mean, all genres of Chinese pop music is a Western pop music. Do you have any conflicts with that? I don't care if it's Western influence or Eastern influence, as long as it's good. <laughs> <laughs> See, in Tang Dynasty, there was a whole boom of music. And this is all due to, well, what do you call Western influence coming from Central Asia. Well, I have pipa and uh, yeah. all the other instruments at that time. Um, huge uh, cycles of dance and music that was composed at that time and performed. They're all Central Asian influence, strongly, strongly. So, I mean, it's good. I mean, if you are good, you can take anything into your hand and make it better. So, <laughs> but there's nothing to that. Mr. Tan is a brilliant pianist and composer who I had the pleasure of meeting. Though difficult to do, I believe his works will transcend styles and capture listeners with his stimulating appeal. With this song, we wrap up this edition of Music Talks. Special thanks to Mr. Tan Chun. If you'd like to hear more, you can find us by searching Music Talks on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We'll see you then. Oh.